Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today, we are joined by our resident nutritionist, Kristen Drafts. Kristen, thank you for taking the time to do this. And actually, two two people, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we got little baby drafts here. That's right. And you are literally about to pop. Like you, We were talking before <laughs> the episode, like there's a yeah. good chance you could literally, your water could break during this episode. Yeah. Didn't know if I'd make it here today. That's for sure. Awesome. Well, how are you doing, first off? Um, I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm feeling good. Um, just anxious to meet this little baby yeah for sure yeah. And, and it's been cool like actually seeing you still hit big olympic lifts yeah. in the way we're being full yeah. term that's yeah. awesome that just is training so cool. um one thing that i'm really fortunate with my experience was that i trained some athletes that i carried through pregnancies and then also postpartum so it gave me a lot of insight and now it's really cool for me to experience those things and be like okay well when i was telling them like all right go by feel like what does that even mean you know and to be able to go by feel and listen to my body it's, it's been a really an eye-opening experience so. absolutely and now you're gonna have perspective and empathy yeah right when you get back to training these these women you know that's after right. you get back so yeah. that's really cool that's something money can't buy right that's so. for sure Really excited to talk about this topic. We're going to call the episode, Why Do My Vegan Friends Keep Getting Hurt? And, and we'll talk about that. But before we dive into that, would you mind just telling the audience a little about who you are, where they can find you on the socials and whatnot? Yeah. So, um, again, my name is Kristen Drafts. Um, I am a CrossFit Level 2 coach um, and also have <clears> – so I have, with that, three years of experience coaching. Um, and then – I can't even remember when, how long it's been now, but um, really got into nutrition. I'd say probably when I started CrossFit myself. I've been doing CrossFit for going on eight years now and um, got really into the nutrition realm of just trying to fuel my body properly. So then that led me to get my nutrition certification and um, I wanted to help other people like I wanted to help myself so um i like working with all different kinds of clients i have people that are marathoners i have people that are just like average everyday athletes that just <clears throat> want to lose a couple pounds maybe somebody's like you know i just want a beach bod and um so anyways that's that's kind of i like to work with all different types of people um you can find me on um instagram my handle is at coach.kristen.drafts um and you can also i think you can find me on the vertex website but um my email address should be on there but if you can't ever find me you can shoot brandon or josh or somebody a yeah. message i'll put i'll put your contact in the show notes and i'll double check make sure okay. you are on the website too <laughs> and if not we're going to put you on there today awesome, uh, awesome. but um so we th this topic and it, it kind of came up in the clinic just we were just in the middle of treating a bunch of patients we were mm -hmm. basically just talking about some recent people that we had on our caseload who just had some just weirdness just some injuries that you wouldn't expect for their their age their level of activity their hobbies fitness goals that sort of thing and then we started diving into a little bit more of the lifestyle factors and one of the things that got brought up were this person is a vegan oh and this person is also a vegan and then i started thinking you know back in my, my younger days and, and i'm still no expert on nutrition and that's why we have you here and you're crushing <laughs> it by the way all, all our clients are super happy with it but 
I, I was just like, okay, yeah, it seems like it makes sense, right? Maybe too much of a good thing is bad. Maybe meat could be a bad thing for you, but you know, we kind of know, and I know I'd to get into some of those myths too about like red meat and colon, for example, things like that. But we know that a lot of those things have been dispelled. And what I've started to see over the years is that a lot of my patients are vegans and they are sustaining some weird injuries, right? We're talking like bony stress injuries that shouldn't happen. Some weird neurological stuff that shouldn't happen as well too. And there seems to be just a lot of maybe other factors, complications, if you will, that kind of come with that for why a person does decide to become a vegan in the first place and, and so on and so forth. So what I think would be good is if we could maybe just kind of get into some basic definitions of the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian, because I think a lot of times people assume they're the same thing, but they are distinctly different. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a vegan, by definition, is a person that does not eat any animal products. A vegetarian, however, is someone that doesn't eat any meat products or animal products uh, or, yeah, just <clears throat> basically meat. So they might still eat eggs or dairy since those are usually from cows, goats, chickens. Um, so, yeah, those are mm -hmm. the differences between a vegan and a vegetarian. Gotcha. So vegans, <laughs> no dairy, no eggs, no fish, nothing that comes from an animal. Nope. No okay. animal products. And they're like, not at all. There's not any kind of like cheat goes with that. No butter. No butter on your toast or anything like that at all? Yeah, no. Whew, that's going to be tough. Okay. <laughs> and so, in your experience, why do people decide to go with this vegan lifestyle? Is it, is it be, do you find like it's a mix of because of personal beliefs? Is it political beliefs? Is it because they saw a documentary on Netflix that convinced them to become a vegan? Yeah, I'd say, um, well, I'll start by saying... Um, I think a lot of people get into veganism by way of maybe being vegetarian. Um, some people just do not like meat and that's why they tend to be like a vegetarian. Vegans I generally find are doing, are they're vegan from like an environmental protective standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Cow farts. Yeah. Cause of climate change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, I've heard that argument before, and I mean, if if we're really being honest with ourselves, like, and there and there's some pretty strong evidence that these so-called vegan sustainable farms could actually be causing more damage to the environment. I mean, that might be for a different episode, but like, is it really going to save the environment by choosing? not to eat animal products. Yeah, so I won't get like super into the weeds with that, but what I will say that I found from my research is that <clears throat> a lot of times being vegan isn't even necessarily sustainable or the best for the environment unless you're unless you are farming all of your own vegetables in the garden. Mm -hmm. And I mean especially if you live downtown like right, who has yeah, room right, exactly. for that um i mean i was reading an article from someone that had written a blog uh that discussed you know how it was sustainable for him because he was like i have acres of land that i can grow all of my own fruits and vegetables but I, he was like you know i will say that it's not exactly sustainable for the average person because the same way that our animal products are made you still have to, like, unless you're growing your own fruits and vegetables, think about, like, the other um, grain options, like beans and stuff like that. Those things still have to be mm -hmm. produced and transported and all of that other stuff. So. Yeah. And so another thing, too, is if you own acres and acres of farmland, 
you got to keep the wild hogs away, right? You got to keep the deer away. You got to use probably pesticides to kill all the insects, right? So animals going to die. It, by the way, one of my bucket list items is to get one of those helicopter rides with the AK and shoot the hogs in Texas. You ever seen that? <laughs> or AR-50, sorry. It's, it's sweet. It's like three grand, right? Helicopter, they give you an AR. Think as much ammo as you can carry and you wow. just blast it. And the farmers love it, right? Because it saves their crops. So it's like a win-win <laughs> for everybody. And yeah. you can donate the meat to the local community, right? You, you feed the feed the hungry. So it's it's a it's a pretty good deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um so I got a little bit off topic there, <laughs> but sustainability, right? So that's that's so I got you know I gotta put myself in you know a person who was a vegan in their shoes, right? No animal products. We're adhering to that very, very strict. There's gotta be some challenges, right, with getting your proteins and your fats, right? So what? where do you start with that? Like, what are some strategies? So they do make um, plant-based protein powders, which if I have a vegan client, that is one thing I recommend. Um, it is very hard as a vegan to get in. Your number one priority is trying to get in protein every day. Um, and... So you have to supplement with things like that because you're not gonna get enough protein from the other food sources that you're getting. And then oftentimes, and you'll find this with vegetarians too, um, when you're trying to get in the amounts of proteins that our bodies need to just sustain balance, you're getting in way too many carbs and fats. Cause like, if you think about, we'll just use black beans as an example, mm -hmm. right? So if you've got like a four ounce piece of lean meat, you're typically not looking at any carbs in that. You might have a little bit of fat, just depending on again, what kind of meat it is. Like if it's a lean piece of fish, you might have a little bit of omega-3 fatty acids in there. <clears throat> or if you're looking like a piece of chicken, then you're looking at minimal, um, especially if it's breast, you're looking mm -hmm. at minimal fat. Um, but then if you're talking about it, but, and like I said, zero carbs. So if you're looking at a cup of black beans, for example, you're going to get like an okay amount of protein in there, but then you're already looking at like maybe 45 grams of carbs and probably only like half of a gram mm. of fat. But when you're trying to get into this, like if you're comparing apples to apples, you're not getting apples to apples. It's like apples to, you know. It, it's chicken to beans, yeah, you know. Exactly, so, exactly. yeah, <laughs> and, and and so, and I want to elaborate on that point a little bit. So, you're talking about getting enough protein. So, how much protein is recommended for, let's say, just the, just the average person? And I imagine it's got to differ depending on a person's activity level and maybe fitness goals when it comes to that as well, too, right? Yes, absolutely. So, the average person, let's take a 140 pound person for example, the minimum protein amount that they should be getting in a day should be somewhere around 50 grams. Um, and that's low, uh, in my opinion. I typically recommend, especially for, if someone is active, I'm typically gonna prescribe them more protein than one, one gram per pound of body weight. But for most people, I'd recommend somewhere between 0.8 to one gram of protein per pound of body fat. So I would say like if you're 140 pounds, I'd like to see you getting like 100 to 140 grams of protein a day. And that 
Brings up a good point too because the last time I checked in the formal education system that healthcare providers get, I know physicians get very minimal. I believe mm. it's what, a couple days, two weeks maybe? There's a two somewhere in there. It's yeah. not much. Yeah. They're still told that people need to get 0.8 grams per kilogram of mm. body weight, which is super low. Yeah. And that's just kind of a, you know, another example of where you know the the nutritionists, gym bros, fitness enthusiasts had it right decades ago. Oh yeah, and, and and I believe that the reason why that hasn't been updated, besides it being you know a government thing, government moves slow, is that there's still some fear about oh protein could create some damage to your kidneys, blah blah blah. But from my understanding, people who get enough protein actually ends up being kidney sparing, right? Because now yeah. your body's actually not gonna break down that muscle tissue and create some type of rhabdo situation. Am I right with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's been a lot of research over that on that over the years, kinda um feeds into like creatine too. Yes. Right? So um it's, kids get it now, right? Pediatric yeah. situations, neurological like everybody gets creatine. It's exactly. Stuff, yeah. So um yeah there's tons of myths debunked saying that like well you can i mean if you're like getting 500 grams of protein a day yeah to some extent like that's insane but um there's nothing that says like you if you're an athlete and you're or you know or you're just an average person like you can't get too much protein uh in your body it's, it's basically like getting some of the um vitamins that our bodies just kind of like rid themselves sure. of via urine or whatever um right. your body just is going to rid itself of whatever it doesn't need whatever a surplus is right gotcha so, so all right so then all right I'm, I'm a vegan right um you know i'm really skinny you know i got dark circles <laughs> on my eyes I'm, I'm anemic that kind of thing but i'm coming to you and i'm like all right kristen you know i get i get two black bean burgers and an impossible whopper each day i'm getting i'm hitting 35 grams of protein a day i know it's not enough how can i get this up to you know 185 what what's the best way for me to do this so i need to just eat a lot more beans do i need to get some protein powder like how what's the best strategy to all of a sudden double maybe even triple my protein intake how can well, i make this a realistic sustainable thing the first thing i'm going to recommend is that someone that comes to me starts actually tracking their food and seeing how much protein they are getting in a day um and then again like i said I, the the number one way for someone that is vegan to get in the amount of protein they're going to need is to supplement with um with you know plant-based protein powders and and then i'm going to go on to say that I find that to be very difficult because a lot of times, even with my clients that are not vegetarian, that are not vegan, I try to get them to eat mostly whole food sources. And while I am not against protein powders, I prefer that most of my clients get their protein from actual food sources mm -hmm. um, because your body's going to absorb those nutrients, not just the protein but all of the other amino acids, vitamins, minerals that are in those products, your body's going to absorb those better mm -hmm. and fully versus via a protein supplement. So that's, that's also probably where we might be kind of thinking about how meat sources have a little more of a complete amino acid protein profile versus some of these plant-based sources. So yes. it's like, okay, you're, you're a vegan. Uh, you know, I recognize that you have reasons for doing this. So I'm going to work with you here. Mm -hmm. But like on the inside, it's probably like, but also 
maybe a steak as well too. Yeah. You're gonna feel a lot better, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, I was I was doing a little bit of research um, ahead of time on this, and so I was trying to just come up with just some basic truths, basic facts that really can't be debated. And I found some strong evidence that people who are vegans are twice as likely to experience depression, that they are also significantly more likely to uh, have a bone mineral density issue, right? So, you know, it's just that typical archetype that you see. It's usually going to be your, your uh, Caucasian middle-aged female. That's, that's who tends to suffer more from osteopenia and osteoporosis compared to the rest of the population. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wanted to dive into why that might be the case uh, from your perspective, and I have some thoughts on that as well, too. Okay. Um, so I'll say – I'll start by just kind of – I feel like we might have overlooked this part, but sure. I want to start by talking about like what even is protein. Um, so the scientific term of protein, uh, protein is found throughout our bodies. It's in your hair, skin, nails, muscles, bones, literally every part of your body and tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an enzyme that powers many chemical reactions in the body and the hemoglobin that carries oxygen in your blood. So... Also, protein's made up of uh, 20 plus basic building blocks that are called amino acids, which that's also something we could maybe mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> down yeah, the absolutely. road, amino acids and supplementing with those. Um, hey, what do you think? Waste of money? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, kind of the same token as with supplementing with proteins like putting amino acids in your body if it gets like my thing is with amino acids if it gets you to drink more water at the end of the day cool but other than that it's a waste of money Mm because your body's not going to absorb the amino acids the way it would from food Mm -hmm. um amino acids are found in food sources um our bodies don't naturally store amino acids or create them themselves so you have to get them through food um and so anyways to simplify the term protein it's our building blocks for our muscles helps restore and repair our bodies as well as build muscle um so so basically kind of got like off topic there, like, but i wanted so to make sure i'll get so basically like it's like i'm i'm i'm, I'm on a deserted island mm-hmm. okay in theory, if there was no carb anywhere on said island, I could live and sustain my well-being with just protein, correct? Yeah. Okay. But mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need carbs. Like, it's not essential to survive, right? I'm not talking about performance, but is that is that because... Right, in Christ, we need, we need protein for sure. Fat generally gets packaged in with that. It comes from an animal source. Um, I always say protein is king. Yes, yes, right. It's kind of like what I've heard in the nutrition world, when in doubt, add protein, right? No matter what your goal is, whether it's like increase muscle mass, lose fat, whatever it is, that kind of thing, you generally can't go wrong with that. That's right. Basically, just to kind of emphasize the the point, it it is king, right? It's something we should probably be prioritizing when it comes to analyzing our diets, our nutrition, and making changes as well, too, is what it sounds like. Cool. Sweet, sweet. Um, So... With that being said, you know, when we're, I guess, thinking about, you know, you've kind of, you did a good job of kind of, you know, breaking down, you know, the definition of protein, amino acids, and talking about amino acid profiles. When we think about plant-based sources versus animal products, 
we got to also think about some of the byproducts that come with that, right? I mm-hmm. guess byproducts is probably worth that. Basically, like you're gonna, you're, you know, when you get protein from animal source, you're going to get fat. When you get protein from an animal source, you're going to get some cholesterol as well, too, right? Yeah. And so my question with that is, do we need to be scared of dietary fat? Do we need to be scared of cholesterol? Well, yes and no, right? So too much of anything is, except for protein, (laughs) too much of anything is a bad thing, right? Right. So um, a lot of people, like... And this kind of goes into diet culture in general, right? Like everything's like, oh, low carb or like no trans fat or Mm -hmm. low fat diet or keto high fat, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever um, diet trend people tend to fall into. Um, But our bodies do need a certain amount of fat to actually hormonally function. Right. Um, and that's why, again, you can kind of go into this. It, it, it occurs more so with women, um, but and especially women athletes, um, because they're so lean, they tend to not get enough fat in through their <clears throat> dietary um, means. And so then you might deal with like losing your menstrual cycle and and things like that. But um, again, our bodies do need a certain amount of fat and that goes for men and women. Our bodies do need fats to hormonally function. And, you know, all of these, that's why like a balanced diet is ideal Mm -hmm. because you need all of those things to create your body functioning properly. Sure. Um, so yeah, with, so 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 our body needs fat, right? So because energy source is that one reason? Yeah, energy source. Um, it and like scientifically speaking, it's the way that like um, carbs, fats, and proteins all compound into our body to like keep us alive every day, mm-hmm. right? Make things function. And also, I'm, again, I'm thinking back just to again. People who I've seen over the years as a physical therapist, and I don't know if this is the exact reason. Usually, there's multiple factors that contribute to one's pain, injury, so on and so forth. But sure. there's just been some, you know, weird neurological stuff that mm-hmm. I've seen that kind of comes along with this. And you know, when you think about really basic definitions just of anatomy, your your brain is mostly fat. It's like 60% fat, right? Yeah. A lot of water, and and even the myelin sheath, right? The the, <clears throat> the sheath that surrounds all your all your nerves, right, is mm-hmm. comprised of fat. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if you are significantly limiting that. If it's inevitable that you could eventually, enough years go by, develop some type of CNS yeah. disorder. Have you ever seen any weirdness where people have any random nervous system stuff going on? Whether it's brain fog, memory, <clears throat> movement issues tremors anything along those lines at all i haven't personally um but i will say too like just one thing that i know that is recommended for vegans to supplement with are like fish oils because they're not getting any fish so are you a vegan if you get fish oil didn't that break the rules you know there's probably something (laughs) out there that (laughs) that someone has created some way manufactured (laughs) that uh yeah is is helping them in that in that sense but um i know another just kind of vitamin wise a vitamin that is not found in a lot of vegan foods is b12 so b12 yeah oh yeah it's a high one that that they have to supplement with so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gotcha yeah 
So yeah, you talk good good discussion about fat and its role and mm-hmm. you know cholesterol as, as well. I know that's an important role with hormonal function, like you mentioned, especially right. males and testosterone. The only well. thing I just want to ch- like chime in on uh, with cholesterol is like there is such thing. You know, you got your HDL and LDL cholesterol. So there's good and bad cholesterol. So um, for a while. <laughs> You know, the yolk of an egg was like getting a bad rap. So it was like egg whites only for people. But uh, thank God someone figured out that we actually do need the yellow part of the egg. (laughs) Well, it's like (laughs) every other week. Good cholesterol. It's like every other week. Like eggs cause cancer, and then oh, by the way, they don't. And it's like back and forth, back and forth. So what? What is? What is the right answer there? Eggs? Yes or no? I'm an eggs yes person. Okay, thank God. Always an eggs yes person. (laughs) How many do you eat a day? Um, typically one to two, um, just cause I also am a yes bacon person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so <laughs> I, you know, to balance out my macronutrients, if I'm having bacon in the mornings and that, that is something that I will not eat every yeah. day. But, um, the thing I will say about bacon is just making sure that you're getting a decent, decently sourced bacon mm-hmm. and you're, and you're trying to stay away from the nitrates. So yeah. Sounds quite difficult to do because you know there's a good section in the grocery store of bacon and there's a bad <laughs> section and you can generally tell by the price <laughs> it's got it's gotten so expensive too over the past oh, years like I'm, I'm going for the cheap stuff so i'll, I'll think twice about that now, hey, so thank you for that advice pro tip i go to trader joe's for my bacon okay now. yeah they've yeah. got the nitrate free bacon i think it's like 5.99 for a pound Ooh, yeah all right writing that down yeah trader joe's bacon got batter <laughs> i'll just you know get whatever is on sale at Publix. Um, there are definitely brands that are better, but when you're trying to shop savvy, mm-hmm. it does do the trick. Gotcha. Okay. So another question I had for you is basically summative, right? I know, I know, you're, you're, you're a good nutritionist and you know the person that comes in front of you, you're going to help them meet their goals and respect their individual beliefs and, and that sort of thing, yes. which is great. That's how we operate as professionals. Yes. But is veganism healthy? Is it healthy to be a vegan? And is it sustainable realistically? So in my personal opinion and in my eyes, I think that it... I tell my clients if they are vegan, like you said, to respect their... I, I, I'm never going to look at someone and laugh at them and be like, that's a joke. Um, would I do it? No, because I strongly believe that animal proteins are superior to plant proteins. Um, but if someone told me that they, that they were vegan or vegetarian, I'm going to completely respect that and help them reach their nutrition goals to the best of my ability and and help them, you know, find a sustainable um, method of doing that. But do I think that it is like lifelong sustainable? Probably not. And I think that's why a lot of vegans end up not staying vegan or Mm -hmm. like they might waver on that a little bit. I know I have a I have a really good friend who will probably listen to this podcast, and <laughs> she's vegan. And um, I know that sometimes she will eat eggs yeah. because she's an athlete and she does CrossFit and she's really strong and she knows that like it's tough to to get in the amount of protein she needs to get every day. Yeah, and, and if any, anybody else is listening to this, if, if you want to be a vegan, just just 
eat steak and burgers on the DL. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell everybody. Just you're every eating. now and then, it's your guilty pleasure, your secret. <laughs> so, all right. So then, um, I, I, my personal. So, so it sounds like you know you mentioned well balanced diet, right? So basically, omnivore sounds like that's probably that's your preferred. Yeah. Method or mm-hmm. diet, if you want to call it that, to subscribe to. But I also want to talk about the other extreme, right? The, the carnivore diet, I think, because of Joe Rogan and esque oh, at all gosh. has gotten yeah, popular even... as well, too. So, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, is that just like to me, like on the surface, it kind of looks like sort of like the, 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 the rebirth of the Atkins diet, but I'm not really sure. I haven't studied it too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't think of that guy's name, but he's got like. A bunch of followers on Instagram um, and I think that a lot of people that follow him probably follow him yeah. just for pure giggles right, because right. I'm like uh, yeah. yeah I think that is definitely again the ideal diet is a well-balanced diet mm-hmm. we do need plants so that's why I do love to see I mean, I love to see my clients eating meat, but I also love to see them eating vegetables and fruits, nuts, Mm -hmm. seeds, um, beans, grains, all those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you're going to get a more encompassing, um, well-balanced diet if you're incorporating all of those things into your meals throughout the day. Um, For sure. So, yeah, that's, that's my ideal. Yeah. And I, and I think, too, like just getting to know people over the years when someone kind of does go hard in the paint into one diet, like what I've, what I've seen is like for the first, the beginning, first couple weeks, first couple months, is almost like this honeymoon phase where no matter what they do, right? They, oh, yeah. they go from omnivore to vegan or, you know, some other keto diet or something like that. They feel awesome for a little while, but then things drop off a little bit. It's like peaks sure. and valleys type of thing, yeah. uh, which, again, would lend itself to well-balanced is likely the way to go, right? Yeah. Oh. So... This is really informative, right? So I'm just taking notes as we as we go. So to kind of answer the question for why my vegan friends keep getting hurt, we got a lot of we got a lot of issues here, right? <laughs> not getting not getting enough protein, right? Probably not getting enough calories, yeah, right? Not, yeah. So the brain's going to deficit. So you mm-hmm. got two states: you got anabolic, you got catabolic. There's really nothing in between, so they're probably in a catabolic state, right? Yeah. Not getting enough B vitamins, mm-hmm. right? So their energy is going to be depleted. You know, you had mentioned, talked about hemoglobin earlier too as well um, Mm -hmm. with the protein conversation. Mm -hmm. So that's going to lend itself to them potentially, you know, becoming anemic in some way, right? Yeah. Um, Not enough fat. I have a theory that that could be a contributor to why you see some central nervous system issues as well too. On board Um, with that. Yeah, and then just one more thing with the caloric intake. I think that might be one of the things why the endurance athletes break down, literally break down and get bony stress injuries with oh, yeah. low mileage and low volume that oh, yeah. you shouldn't see right mm-hmm. any other thoughts with that at all no i think that sums up that protein is king <laughs> so, so again if if i hope i hope you know if if you are currently on the vegan diet and have some more questions um i hope you've probably felt that Kristen is a very approachable person, right? And I would definitely reach out to her and, you know, ask some more questions. I'm sure you might have some counterpoints, right? You know, as well, too. So feel free to reach out to either one of us with that because I'd love to chat more. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, you know, but otherwise, you know, if you're on the fence and you ask me, I'd say, I'd say get some meat in in your diet, right? Get some meat, get your calories up, get your protein up, and you're probably going to feel good and perform well. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Kristen, this is great. Thank you again for your time. Um, did not have a baby during the episode. No. Nope. Kind of disappointed, <laughs> but you know. You know but, uh, <laughs> Would have been the best show it. ever. <laughs> is there is there anything else that you want to discuss? Any other summative points? Anything else that you wanted to talk about before we conclude? No. Uh, just to recap, you know, I, again, I did say protein is king, mm-hmm. but... I do feel that animal protein is superior to plant protein because it is a higher protein quality, which is going to lead to muscle mass, Mm -hmm. which makes you stronger and then provides less room for injury. Oh, okay. So I got one more question then. All right. So animal protein, red meat versus white meat. Um, That's going to play more into, in my opinion, that's going to play more into what your leanness is. And I, um, I definitely eat red meat. Um, you can get lean. You can get lean red meat. Um, certain cuts of steaks, uh, ground beef. Um, but I personally try to limit my red meat intake to like one to two times a week. I would not prefer someone be strictly eating red meat, um, just from a cholesterol and fat standpoint, sure. and then sometimes the sodium too. So. Sodium, okay. So one thing I wanted to also talk about with the red meat issue is there is this myth that you'd hear a lot for the medical world that if you ate red meat, it just decomposes and sits in your colon and doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's completely debunked, right? Yeah. You'd have a, if that was happening, you'd have a serious, you'd be in the hospital, right? Yeah. You'd have an impacted colon and, and that'd be, that'd be, a, that'd be awful. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah. glad we that. Awesome. <laughs> Well, um, for the rest of the listeners out there, uh, please take a minute to look at all those links in the show notes. we got a lot of good deals for you from our sponsors and affiliates. If you hadn't already, like and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends and family. Kristen, thanks again for your time. This is a Better, Faster podcast. We're out.